My name is Matt Brown. You come at the K, you best not miss. A strike away. One ball, two strikes. Judge on the ground. Presley's got it. Easy flip. Ball game over. And the Houston Astros win the American League pennant. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Let's start the show. As fires. Pop fly. Right field. Segura's out. Castellanos on. And the Philadelphia Phillies are going to the World Series. What's going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. Well, we know why we're here today. Eulogizing the Yankee season. Reflect on what the hell happened as they go out and not a blaze of glory, but a blaze of pure shit, agony, and defeat. And besides that, though, we reflect all on New York baseball and the underachievements that took place this year. But we also look ahead to the 2022 World Series and we preview that. And we also celebrate one of our great friends' huge, huge life milestone in this episode as well. So it's not all doom and gloom. Plenty of things to talk about, sports and non-sports. And we also just put our note in history and reflect on what happened in New York baseball. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. Don't forget to check us out on the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdcomaPod, we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. And we will be looking forward to great content that Alex DeJesus provides for us. Thank you, Alex, for what you do. So, yes, this episode is about the Yankees losing, getting swept by the Houston Astros in the ALCS in a series with winnable games. They just did not take advantage of the opportunities, and uh, they are in a worse spot than we expected them to be. Did we expect them to win? No, we knew it would take a lot, even with some optimism and hope and maybe even picking them to ultimately win on a uh, on pure attrition and pushing through. Ultimately, that wasn't the case. They did not hit. They gave up critical errors. They put, they had pitchers put, <laughs> they had just horrible pitching selection and terrible bullpen moves and questionable lineup decisions. The Yankees were a true storm, and it wasn't perfect whatsoever. It was as messy and annoying and as gross as it can possibly be. And we're here. Yankees are, have started their offseason, and the Astros continue on. And they play another hot Philadelphia Phillies team. That manhandled the Padres, who were on a bit of a streak themselves. And they are now in the World Series for the first time since 09. It was supposed to be us making our first World Series since 09. But no, it's the Philadelphia Phillies. And shit happens. What can I tell you? And after all this, we will uh, see, we will, we will will figure out what the hell went wrong. But 
Like I said, Alex Young is on as per usual. Huge, huge announcement to kick off a conversation for him. So can't wait to share that. And um, so we, we celebrate Alex's huge accomplishment and life moment for a few minutes and then get right into covering the Yankees' miserable defeat. The Phillies' incredible accomplishment making the World Series. And uh, we look ahead and preview the 2022 World Series. So good stuff ahead. Let's enjoy this very, very wholesome show. And let's get into it. Alex Young, it's your turn once again. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. You know, you watch the show The Wire. And, you know, Omar said, if you go after the king, you best not miss. That's exactly what the Yankees did. They went for their biggest rival. Finally, a chance to redeem themselves and their fans. And they completely missed. They get swept. And their tragic season on Monday night, on Sunday night, getting swept by the Astros. And they truly, I, I want to call it a blaze of glory. They just went out in a, in a shit storm and uh, got as bad as it got. And uh, we have a lot to reflect on tonight. But also we can give props to the Philadelphia Phillies, but also as my other, on the guy on the other side, I know probably didn't want to see that either. So it will be a uh, therapy session for the both of us and everyone else in all of New York sports. So but to focus on the Yankees, they, they, uh, they just, like I said, I'm speechless for what happened, and uh, it is time to reflect on it. So we're going to reflect on the Yankees losing their season in a tragic circumstances. Look at the Phillies defeating the Padres, and uh, say a quick few words regarding the 2022 World Series. But um, it doesn't have to be all negative and sad today because. You know, we like to talk about sports, but there's also some better things and good life updates. So I'm so happy to say that my guest, great friend, one of my closest friends in this world, Alex Young is here and he's also an engaged man. Yeah, Alex got engaged to his longtime girlfriend, Sydney, on Sunday as well. It looked like in a beautiful pumpkin patch. And we say congratulations to them. So. I present to you the engaged man, Alex Young. What's up, dude? Before we get into our uh, sad sporting, sad sports stuff, how are you feeling after this monumental weekend in your life? Uh, it's, it's great. I feel great. Uh, it mm. went down Saturday. Sunday, we celebrated at the Pumpkin Patch. Took some more pictures, but it oh, went okay. down Saturday. Um, so it was hectic to get there. Uh, we were in Sleepy Hollow. Uh, it's one of Sid's favorite spots, one of my favorite spots, mm-hmm. um, you know, Halloween, you know, she likes that. I like that. I love the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, there's an old Dutch church. If you've seen kind of, uh, you know, the Sleepy Hollow movie, Johnny Depp and all that, yeah. Tim Burton, like that church scene, that's kind of like the church is kind of, you know, noticed in, in that, right? That's kind of like where some of the inspiration for the church was. So mm-hmm. it's one of our favorite spots. We've heard the legend of Sleepy Hollow told there many, many times. Uh, so you know, it was hectic against Sleepy Hollow, a lot of traffic, Halloween. I didn't <laughs> think it was going to go down. The grounds closed there at that place at 430. It was just very, Ooh. very hectic. Uh, we finally got there at 345, uh, <laughs> ran to the church, 
a lot of people were there. Luckily, I found that quite little spot. Um, I know, Matt, you posted it on, on your story. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see it there. Find that quiet little spot. I asked her, and uh, it was perfect. Every, it was, was nerve-wracking to get there, but everything after was perfect. Everything went extremely well. I'm just so thankful uh, how the day went. I couldn't ask for a better day, and and now I'm an engaged man. Uh, it, it took a little while. Sid was asking me for a little while. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the, this huge life decision I made and looking forward to planning a wedding now. Uh, you yeah. know, that's kind of crazy. You know, I didn't think about that, you know, but I'm just enjoying the moment. We had such a fantastic weekend. Like I said, we, you know, poster on Saturday celebrating Sleepy Hollow, uh, with our families. Um, and then, you know, Sunday we went out to a pumpkin patch and, and hung out and, and got to celebrate and take some more pictures there. So I uh, just uh, couldn't ask for a better weekend. And uh, it's just crazy. It's, it really is a crazy, crazy time. But I couldn't be happier right now. What a beautiful story, Alex. And, you know, you deserve all the fanfare and and, and all the, the great vibes from that. Like this, that was really beautiful to see. And like I said, in this world where. We complain about the Mets and Yankees and <laughs> cross over the Giants and Jets to get mad at this story in the news and this and that other story in the news. It's nice when we can enjoy simple moments like this. Yeah. And now you are on your way to even to us as even more special things. I'm so happy for you, my friend, and I'm sure these listeners as well. And wow, dude. And who and, you know, it seems it's never. I don't want to say always I'm not in that position yet, but like with these engagement stories, it seems there's always a, it seems like it's always a three acts or something. Yeah. It really is crazy. <laughs> does, it ever go, it, does it ever go perfectly smooth? No. And that was the thing, like, <laughs> the funniest thing. And you know, that a lot, I'll give you the same advice I got from some of my closest friends, right? Like the, the, my closest friends who all got engaged recently or have got engaged in the past. So like you can plan the most perfect day. There is going to be something that comes up. <laughs> That will throw it off. And my my thing that threw it off was all that traffic getting in Sleepy Hollow. I thought Sid was going to get so frustrated at some point that she was just going to ditch going to Sleepy Hollow. We were with her sister and her sister's boyfriend. We, we were going to show them Sleepy Hollow because they really haven't explored it. And I thought at some point, she's like, you know what? We're going to get out of here and we're just going to go to the restaurant. I was like, oh, now I'm going to have the poster in front of the restaurant. Uh, that's what I thought. It like never goes right. Everyone told me there's always something that comes up. My curveball was just a ton of traffic getting in the Sleepy Hollow. But, you know, like everyone said, once you kind of get through all that stress, like just the moment is, is always so great and perfect and everything you hope for. And that, that's what I was happy about. It's like I got thrown a curveball and everyone else that I've talked to all got thrown curveballs. But at the end of the day, they were all happy with how it ended. And I'm extremely happy with how uh, my engagement went. And uh, yeah, so they, they never go through advice. To everyone is not going to go. You can plan literally the most perfect to a T, have a plan, everything ready to go. Something will come up. Just be ready to adjust <laughs> and make it as perfect as you possibly can because something's going to happen. What a moment, dude. What a moment. And before you know, you're about to do it in the uh, traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe on the car right there, just get it out of my pocket. You know, I didn't know. I it was, it was getting crazy. It was getting crazy, but I'm happy that uh, everything worked out in the end. All right, buddy. All right. Look at that. And again, congratulations to you, Sydney, and your families. And we're definitely excited for the great future ahead. And better you did it there than uh, some sporting event that yep. would go viral. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Something would go disaster wrong if I did that at a sporting event. Which <laughs> didn't want to do that. <laughs> awesome stuff, Alex. Congratulations again. So, you know, on to other things, but we'll still make the most of it. I want, you know, because I actually wrote this as both a reflection for both Yankees and Mets because mm-hmm. it was tough exits for both of us. And we 
both ended up with exactly 101 win or the exact same regular season and postseason win total, um, I believe. So, but to focus on the Yankees last night, you know, when you mean Leo and, and Leo had to work this morning, so that's why he wasn't able to join us. Um, we thought that this team had so much momentum coming into mm. it. We thought this team, mm-hmm. despite understanding on paper, the Astros were better, better pitching, starting pitching, better offensively. Uh, their manager makes better decisions, clearly. But we still thought with the momentum coming into it, um, winning a great series against Cleveland and the layoff might affect the Astros. Well, they're still undefeated a week later in this postseason, and the Yankees going out the way they did on a sweep on four winnable games, arguably mm-hmm. it's, you can't make it up. And, you know, I want to just focus first on the sweep itself. Where do you think it all went wrong? I think you, I'll go back to game three. You say when you lose at home, you're in real trouble. And you see Harrison Bader and Aaron judge had the miscommunication in the outfield in the third, I think you leave third, fourth, fifth, any, whatever. It, it was the, uh, the pivotal moment of the series. Harrison Bader drops it. I guess there's a solar eclipse with judge and he just didn't see it. Garrett Cole's pitch on the mound or ace when we need him the most. He said, I got you. Gives up a home run to the, gives up a home run to the nine hitter. And then we just couldn't go back from there. And with a mixture of the bats being being uh with the uh, offense missing and um everything else, I, I think that was where it all went wrong. And we're in this position now. What do you where do you think it all went wrong for you? I kind of agree with game three. There were some moments there yesterday, and obviously I had a, a long weekend, so I told you I fell asleep in the in eighth. But I kind of thought yesterday you guys kind of had the win. Uh, it looked like you guys had the momentum, especially after the Harrison Bader home run. And I knew it the, the it was the sweep was incoming after that error by Glaber. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I can't remember what inning it was, but he got a rush to toss. And and, and yeah, I can't game four. Yeah, and like I kind of came off weird. Yeah, this is yesterday in game four. And I can't came came across weird. I don't know why he kind of he kind of went it was, he came across the bag odd. It was just like yeah. if you're trying to get a double play, he kind of did some weird line. So like Glaber tossed it where he like thought IKF should have been, and IKF was like above that, so it just sailed into the center field. And I knew right there, you know, yeah. their first through the bang play at first when they called O2, they safe. Then after that, he gets over to third. Uh and adv- and then, you know, I think it was another single. I can't remember who the single. They tie the game, then there was another double or single, and they take the lead. And I knew right after that, I was like. This is it, and it was the after clutch hitting. They took, and this is what they did all series, right? They they took advantage of mistakes by the Yankees, and yesterday was that prime example. Yankees are up; they kind of have the momentum. The fans are into it, and then what happens? Pivotal error gets the tying run on the third, and the Yank and the Astros took advantage, and then they ended up taking the lead inning and just held it on. So, you know that. You could look at game three, you know, that moment Cole kind of giving up the home run. Mm-hmm. I kind of was like, uh-oh, this, you know, 
you that's the guy you need to win at home, have a big game. He gave up a crucial home run. And then yesterday when I thought you guys might be able to save the season and battle another day, that error, you know, kind of told yeah. me at the end of the day, I was like, this is going to be a sweep. As for as unfortunate as it was, and it wasn't like it was a huge, you know, like you gave up a three-run home run right after that. It was still a one-run game, but the momentum was all in the Astros right after that inning. And I was like, I don't think the Yankees, the way they've been hitting, are going to be able to get themselves out of it. And it was so frustrating that the Astros, the bullpen, which we talked about, mm-hmm. which would be pivotal, they somewhat held their own. Yeah. You know, I think all those, a lot of those runs were unearned because of the bad fielding. I really yeah. didn't expect the defense to be a crutch for the Yankees in this series. And, you know, until game four, we were able to hold out Tuve, mm-hmm. hold Alvarez. I mean, really only Bregman and Pena was the ones who were giving yeah. us problems. And that's what just angers you even more that these were winnable games. Like they did not run away with no. it. And, you know, the best teams make the least amount of mistakes mm-hmm. and they don't let their mistakes get um, taken advantage of mm-hmm. like what happened with this, this Yankee team. And, and then you go, I said it was the killer was no offense whatsoever. With yep. It was pretty much only Rizzo and Bader, Bader of, of yeah. all people who was supposed to be defend the, the, the defense yeah. specialist. But I, I did tell my friend with Bader when that trade went down, I'm like, he does have, he does have a good swing. He does have a bat. If you yeah. can, you know, figure, kind of tie everything together, he will be like a top five center fielder in baseball. There's no doubt in my mind. And this playoffs, he shows, he showed he has a bat. Like he can hit consistently. So, you know, it's unfortunate that you're going to take a guy who is more known as a defensive presence. You're going to take how great he's been offensively to take that to your advantage and try to win a series with that or run and get some wins in a series in the ALCS. Definitely, dude. And, I mean, Judge wasn't well, didn't step up when you needed no. to stand in after a good D and ALDS was nowhere. Glaber again, not getting clutch hits. Uh, the Josh Donaldson, clearly the goat of this series and not the good goat with um, all his major strikeouts. And then we have Matt Carpenter. They're trying to get a Kirk Gibson moment, and it's, it was the complete opposite. Only what one for nine in the yeah. series. Somewhere. With uh, seven strikeouts. And then we have to talk about Aaron Boone, who, you know, since Aaron Boone became the manager in 18, I I thought he was a fine hire. You know, it came out of nowhere, but, you know, he won 100 games first three years. COVID season, you know, that's different. But and then 2021, when that was a I can't now I can't pick what was a worse season last year or this year. And. This was really the heel turn for me with Boone with so many questionable bullpen decisions. You know, he had to change the lineup as much as Mm. he can. I get it. They had major injuries and you just can't stop that fate. But Aaron Boone really uh, had a very bad ALCS. And I actually heard the press conference. He got pretty emotional, upset. But uh, there are so many weird decisions he made, and especially how he constructed the lineup, who he decided to play who who he benched what a weird time for him do you think how do you feel about Boone's performance in this postseason you know I'm not as a diehard you know you you're diehard Yankee I'm a diehard Mets fan right so I'm not like observing every little nuance with the Yankees um but no there's definitely some questionable things with Boone um that I saw it 
there were times where I felt like his feel of the game was a little bit off. Um, and, and there's sometimes there, it's tough, right? Because like the bullpen at times have been shaky. So it's kind of, they didn't have a reliable arm. I mean, uh, goes was great in this postseason. He really was. Yeah. Um, and he held his own. So like, he was like the reliable guy, but you didn't know what Clark Schmidt was going to do. You didn't <laughs> know what, you know, Holmes was going to do, you know, there's certain things. So he kind of back this wall, you know, Chapman wasn't there. And as unreliable as Chapman's been, that's still a good lefty at times you could match up, right? Like, you know, yeah, he what else around. do we have to lose? You know, so, so, you know, it, it was tough on him, but yeah, there was just some weird moments and decisions that he had, um, you know, and also, you know, yesterday with, with, with Nestor is the fortune he got hurt because it kind of threw the whole dynamic of the game out. I know he gave the home run, he left the groin injury and then, you know, you kind of rely on your bullpen there. But yeah, it was definitely a shaky performance for him throughout the postseason. I mean, the the Guardians gave him a challenge at times. You thought for a little yeah, bit right. that the Guardians could upset the Yankees, and none of us thought that was going to happen. You know, they they were a slap hitting team that you know killed you with a thousand cuts kind of deal. You know, they 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 just didn't have their own power. But they almost put the Yankees in a break, right? So there's definitely weird moments for Boone this postseason. I still think he's a pretty solid manager. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen in the offseason. I know they extended him. I'm, I think he'll stick around. I guess Cashman's sticking around. It's tough to see what's going on um, with that. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was definitely a shaky postseason, from just at least from what I saw watching this. And, obviously, you get swept by the Astros. That's never a good look at all. They have our um, number. For, for Andrew. Even if the team has your number, you should be, you know, trying to be competitive. And, yeah, you had your chances of winning games, but – uh, but there's some things that happened and some managerial choices that didn't work out and it is what it is. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, yeah, I would say it was shaky, but I didn't think it was like terrible. You know, there's a lot of Yankee fans. Oh, you need to fire him. I, I think he's still a decent manager. Um, you know, I think he guys, he's proven that. Um, but yeah, for sure. You know, this year, obviously it's upsetting that your season ends getting swept by your biggest rival right now you know and what I, even is a rivalry when you keep losing to that exactly anymore? they have your number and, and you you don't even get a win this year and 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 the matchup that we all wanted in the this could be the team that could get their revenge they get swept mm-hmm. it's just not it's like it's not a good look for a manager it's not a look for the team because it just shows at the end like the astros are better than you infinitely better than you to sweep you and it's oh, yeah. in, in a series in, in a series that we all thought was going to be competitive that could go to distance ends in four. That was just kind of the thing. As me as a baseball fan, it was extremely disappointing, just because we were all like, "Oh, this is going to be a battle. They hate each other. This is going to." And it, we're talking today. We should be talking a few days from now, not today. That's what I was we're saying. talking today, <laughs> and that's the thing that's unfortunate. Yeah, this branch is off to my point about the Yankees' issues internally, and. Um, Definitely a good way to start it with how you feel about Boone Cashman. Listen, am I turning into a super Saiyan and bringing in rage? Not necessarily today, maybe later on, but probably right away I did. But, you know, this just ended about 12 hours ago and and like it's it's a real shock. And the way I look at it now is this. I think you have valid points about Boone being a solid manager. Clearly, as good as it get he as he gets when it comes to the regular season. But the baby bombers era started five mm. years ago. 
And this probably is more of a criticism of Cashman than Boone itself, um, with the exception of some of the questionable decisions he made in the bullpen and lineups. But when you have this lineup that's been relatively the same, home run first, you have only one real ace of a pitcher. Nestor's good, but, you know, he didn't he, – unfortunately, he got hurt. He didn't step up when he need to. He had, at one point, a solid closer, Chapman, and clearly dwindled as the years went by. And you get most of these power hitters. You've got some lefties in there um, when Rizzo came by and such. But mostly you add these veteran play veteran players who are essentially past their prime. And it's true what when you define insanity, when you try something multiple times and you think it's going to change, but the same result happens, mm-hmm. that's what this roster is right now for the Yankees. And for that reason alone, where we are in our fifth straight early postseason exit, where three of them are results of ALCS exits, it's time for the Yankees to have a major change. And I know I'm not the only one who feels that, Mm -hmm. but Cashman, you are no doubt a Hall of Fame general manager who deserves a ton of respect. Been with the organization's for since I saw since 86 and you've been in the GM role in t- for 24 years now. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. And to be fair though, that first half is so much better than the second half, yeah. especially the last 13 years. And you were able to rebuild this team when they became competitive, but now it's five years of this. What else are we going to keep doing? Yeah. You bring another manager in more analytics and stuff, but, one of the most eye-opening things I'll show you here is um, I'm going to show it for those listening. Basically, it's just a chart of the front office. As you see, the Yankees mostly have play have front office members. The GM, our GM, hired in '86. Assistant GM hired in '01. Assistant VP, assistant general manager '05, and so on and so forth. You have people who were hired in the mid 2000s while the Astros they've had their jobs in less than a few years. And look what they're at. They made their sixth straight ALCS this year and they're in their fourth world series in six years. Something has to change. The Astros did it. Why can't this Yankee team do it? And having said that, I do think the Yankees are going to never give Cashman a contract because they just love him. And that's how it goes in this world especially in a corporate world mm-hmm. in sports and i guess it really is up to cashman to decide if he wants to come back or not but let's just say i think it's time to give it to somebody else try someone you get these new people get these new if you want to go analytics fine even though i'm not too crazy about it if you want to come up with some special strategy that no one's heard of do it but these mostly these veteran power hitters who only hit home runs and we don't have solid aces on the staff has led to more disappointments mm. and more disappointments. And soon they're going to burn down Yankee stadium. So it's time for a change, man. And I say that as, as level headed as I can be. And if this new GM wants to come in and replace Boone as well, so it's his regime, that'd be fine with me. Cause what else do we have to lose now? The Astros will forever, you know, roast us. We could beat 29 other teams, but not yeah. this one. It's a joke, dude. I think Yankees need to make these changes internally. Yeah, I, I, I 
I kind of agree. I, I don't know. It's tough. It's like either Cashman and Boone have to change the way this lineup is constructed and mm-hmm. be more of a modern game, right? Like for a few years, hitting home runs out of the park and that was your offense was a lot of teams work. They, mm-hmm. A lot of teams followed that. We saw a lot of home runs go, you know, for a lot of different teams. That that was their strategy. Yankees were doing that too, right? And they had that for a while. But now it's starting to shift towards kind of the balanced style of baseball again. You look at the Guardians. They didn't have power. They had some power hitters, but they got on base and drove and runs when it mattered. The Mets, you know, yeah, they kind of were relying on the long ball at times this year, but they kind of tried to build a lineup that got people on base so that the others could drive them in. Uh, you look, you know, across the Astros. You, you see the Astros right now, the World Series. They're not the most daunting power-hitting lineup team we've seen, but they have guys that have popped. But we saw throughout this whole series with the Yankees, they hit the singles when it mattered. They hit the doubles when it mattered. They drove the runs, right? So, you know, they have a very balanced team. It, and the Yankees were still sticking out with this home run or bust lineup. And it's kind yeah. of like enough's enough. And I understand you had injuries where some of the guys where you had that slap, like the Ben Intendi's, the world to slap on and get it on base. And they weren't, you know, crushing them on. like, you were missing some of that. But this whole lineup, if you look from top to bottom, is a lot of power hitters like Rizzo, Giancarlo, Torres, Donaldson. I mean, Judge obviously had a great year. But there's not a lot of guys in the lineup that you have that aren't, you know, these slappy kind of hitters. Harrison Bader is going for defense. He just went off in this postseason, right? IKF, up and down. Like, mm-hmm. so they didn't really have a balanced lineup. And, I, and that's the thing. If they're bringing these guys back, I think they have to start constructing a lineup that helps Judge and John Carlo drive in runs by getting these guys that can get on base. Yeah. I think that's the thing. You have to scrap this whole home run or bust lineup because you look at the averages in this postseason. This is the whole postseason. Harrison Bader leads with batting average at 333. The next person is IKF at 278, Rizzo at 276, Giancarlo at 188, Glaber 176, Judge at 139. Okay. All of them, the guys that should have relied all this postseason came up short. Sad. Right. So. It's bad when Harrison Bader is leading in your uh, your batting average as your team, right? So I think we kind of have to get out of this mindset of the home runner bus, and they have to start building a construct line. And if that's not the case, if Cashman wants to roll out this similar squad, then maybe the Yankees have to think of getting a GM who's a little bit more recent, who wants to get back to the modern way of baseball, because that's the thing. Now you have to also imagine the shift being gone. That's going to mm-hmm. change offense entirely this upcoming season. A lot that's of people right. are forgetting about that. So – that can change your whole construction of your lineup. You can plug maybe more lefty guys, whatever, but you need to get out of this mindset of the home run or bust because we've seen now, at least these last few postseasons, if the Yankees don't have anything going for them, which we just saw in this Astros lineup or this Astros series, they struggle mightily. And that's what happened. They just couldn't get the offense going, and then you're stuck because most of these guys are these home run guys. Um, and, you know, Judge – is, is all around hitter. We know that you just had a very, very off postseason. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I think you know they have to really decide what they want the Yankees team to be going forward. And if they're back in the old ways, I think you really have to change things up. But if not, then he, then you have to see what they do. But you know, I, I think they'll keep booting around. We'll see what happens with Cashman. I'm fine. You know, like you said, twenty years is a twenty plus years is a long time, very, very long time. Um, and he's a Hall of Fame, you know, executive. He really is. Uh, but 
maybe it's time for a change and you get a guy that comes in that thinks, okay, we're going to think of the modern way of baseball now, which is kind of analytic driven, but getting guys on base. And maybe that changes this whole Yankee dynamic. We have to, yeah, we don't know, but the, you know, it definitely, as we've talked about many times, this home run or bus lineup has failed every single Clearly. time. And also to construct your lineup in a more moderate, in a, I guess, classic way, like having, Judge at batting third and Stanton yeah. and batting fourth. Mm. You need to have that now. Yeah. You need to bring it because clearly the analytics for us didn't work. But we've nope. seen plenty of other examples of analytics affecting other teams. Mm-hmm. Look at the Rays in the World Series in 2020. I know these. You. It's all about also developing your players now, and this will will focus more on in an off season podcast on baseball. But if you are going to reside Judge, which after this, after this exit, you have to, or like I said, they're going to burn the place down. They're yeah. going to tr- force you to sell the team and um, the people will be enraged in the Bronx. Bronx will be burning again. So you're going to have to essentially have the big three in Cole and Stanton already huge on the payroll. And you're going to add judge to it. Well, you need to have a new, again, you need to have somebody, whether it's Cashman or someone else, develop the farm system because clearly that is the only way you're going to go if you're going to keep them. And you have to. You have to. That is yep. literally your number one draw is keeping Aaron Judge on the Yankees. And he's going to cost a lot, and it's definitely mm-hmm. worth it. But we need to now develop this farm system like we did. And that essentially was the path we were going when the baby bombers were coming. All of them were when it was first you had Greg Bird and, and Judge and um, – Gary Sanchez and such. Those guys were on that. And then we got on Carlos Stanton and, and we went back to our old ways and not then Stanton has, I think so far has had a good Yankee career, but I think that has plagued them and, and why we focused on the more power pop in your bat. So that's something to keep in mind. And we really need a lot of changes because I'm sick of it. Everyone's sick of it. Base people hate baseball, probably sick of it. And um, you got to get the Yankees back in a solid brand, like how the Giants made some changes this year, yeah, with their coaching of personnel and with a roster that is on paper not as stellar as you think. Time for the Yankees to do the same thing and look at the Rangers as well, they cleaned mm. house and yeah. uh, made it to the Easter Conference finals. So, if everyone else around you is doing it. Hopefully the Knicks are. I don't know. That's the story. We don't know what's going. On. Yeah, that's another day. We'll see. Yeah, who knows? But <laughs> but at least with the we'll focus on the Jets, Giants, and Rangers. Three teams that made major changes within the last couple of years, and now they're winning. Mm-hmm. And and the Mets, even though they fell short, they yeah. they have a great future. Why can't the Yankees do the same? Yeah, no, I agree. And and, and the thing is, is like. Yeah, and we're going with Mets. Like, I know the analytics. Like, when we brought Buck, like, Buck is not known for being an analytic-driven manager. But what makes him also great is that he's – and the front office brought in analytical people, obviously, to make him a little more comfortable. But he was kind of using analytics, but also his feel of the game. And I think that's what a lot of these – a lot of players of the Mets kind of appreciated was he talked to his stars when it mattered. He talked to his guys all the time. They they were all communicative. He didn't go – I'm going to pull Lindor because he's batting 176 against lefties over these last three games. It was just like, all right, like you need to step up. Okay. Lindor's like, all right, I got you. I'm going to step up. Right. Like, so, you know, we're seeing that. And like you said, or you look at the other, other teams football with, with the, with the jets and giants, like coaching obviously matters. 
And with the Giants, especially, we're both big Giants fans. Like, we should not be winning these games, okay? Like, <laughs> we, we'll, like we shouldn't. And we're scratching and clawing and doing all the big things that matters. Like yesterday, all Giants fans know, we were all standing up that last 56 seconds. It felt like two hours. Like, we were all freaking out. But when it mattered, they made the play. Players on the one-yard line, they drove Kirk out, right? Like, and that's an example of coaching. That's the thing that, uh, like, uh, the Yankees might see. Like, all these franchises are making key changes, and they're all succeeding. And it might take a year or two years or whatever. Giants are lucky. It's their first year, and everything's going right right now. Um, But that could be a thing, right? That's what I'm saying. When I was talking about Cashman before, it's like, if the Yankees might decide, hey, like, maybe it's time to bring in a different face to lead this team who might be a little bit more on the modern line, who might be a little bit younger. And who knows? They can hire him, and he could be the next Cashman, and he can be there for 20 years. But it's just the thing is, is that you might have to get that process going because as as great as he's been in the regular season and as much success as you guys had over his span, it hasn't – you know, you haven't won a World Series title since 09, right? So – you know, time ago. it's a long time. Now and we're going to have 14 years to Yeah, and, and that that could be the thing you're looking at. It's like, as great as you've been in the regular season, this roster just hasn't performed postseason after postseason after postseason. And it's great to win titles and pennants and, and all that stuff. But if you don't, or, you know, like at least titles, and if you don't win pennants and you don't get to the World Series, then what's the point? You know, like it, – it's 162 games. Yeah, all great. the money they're making us spend yeah, exactly. too. And it's like you're, oh, great. Yeah, we're the best regular season team ever. Cool, awesome. But fans don't want that. They don't want to be. They're not waiting all these games to sit there just to see you guys lose in the the ALDS or the ALCS or whatever. You guys want to win rings, and this roster year in and year out just hasn't been enough to win and like that's the thing we see and we've talked baseball me and you since we've known each other for a very long time we've talked baseball almost every year and it's like every year it's like we think the yankees can like they have the pieces to potentially win but it hasn't been like this is their year right like we've never been like this is automatic like we knew this year the way the astros are playing we're like we don't want them to win we want the yankees to win but like this is the astros year no one is stopping them unless Philly keeps on this miracle run. Right. So, um, you know, that's the thing. And, and and that might be the change. All these other, all, like you said, all these other franchises in New York have all made key changes. And right now that's correlated to some success. I know the Mets have a disappointing exit, but Jets are turning things around and they've been miserable for a very long time. Giants have been miserable for 10 plus years. You know, Rangers have the up and downs, but they clean house. They make it right to the East Conference final. So and their, their future is promising. So, you know, that, that could be a sign. And that we have to see what Steinbrenners do, but that could be a thing. He might see that and be like, okay, maybe enough is enough. It's been a great run, but maybe it's time to get a new voice in the office. We just have to see what comes these next few weeks. Yeah, we'll just see if the Yankees really care about winning anymore or it's all just a profit game because that's some of the things, criticisms people think that this generation of Steinbrenners, they just care more about their pockets. Not as bad as like the Pirates owner, but yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's. God, we can dive into the whole episode on that alone. <laughs> Seriously, but yeah, dude, like I said, it's clearly if you want to change, make the change or not. We're going insane. And mm-hmm. what what epic failures for both the missing Yankees, Alex. This is my last part of this before just a few worlds on the World Series. Like, how did I know at first when we first, especially in the middle of the season, when we talked to July and this, mm-hmm. how like, wow. 
could this possibly be a subway series? I don't know. Um, It shows how different time is, how weird sports can be, how like it's so strange. Yeah. Baseball, especially anything can happen. (laughs) uh, I just need somebody to pick like, who just knows these farm systems, especially like I said, your Alvarez came in a trade from the Dodgers. And he's he's on uh, he's gonna be big poppy and why can't the our Yankees and why can't we why we need both these teams to just stop with the free agencies especially it's so exciting when we get someone big yeah. but what's the point anymore like I think for both like I we already did all of it on the Yankees and I'm sure you could say on the Mets too but like New York baseball for for all the cash that comes through both those major franchises and how much how exciting it is and yet they seem to make the same mistakes but i i do think the mets are a little different because they are just a couple years into the steve cohen era and i'm really excited to see what he does this offseason but say he does try to go and you know try to get otani for instance mm. i don't know what the situation is there so i've heard even some rumors he might want to go back to japan but i hear that he's just not happy in la and i mean maybe you want to go for a judge if you want to start that civil war but um i don't know there but with so much expectation for new york baseball as a whole i mean where do we go from here after these real embarrassing losses for both their franchises Ah, um, I mean, I think we have some exciting prospects on both sides uh, that we could be seeing soon, right? Like, you know, we, for the Mets, we tried out Francisco Alvarez. We had Brett Beatty up, um, you know, Ronnie Mauricio. There's some moments still, you know, there's talent there that's coming up. Yankees thing. You rolled out Oswaldo Cabrera. Yeah, Volpe, who could be on the team next year. We have to see about that, you know. Jason Dominguez. Yeah, maybe Jason Dominguez. You have to see there, you know, especially now this you know, you got to maybe be able to cut ties with Aaron Hicks and get done with that. And that maybe opens up a spot for him. Who knows? Um, But, you know, what's exciting, I guess, at least for me as a Mets fan, is that, you know, as though Cohen has the money to spend and he says he'll spend it wisely, I think he's also being smart, or at least Billy Epler is being smart with not just throwing prospects away to get big names in trades. Um, And I know I wanted the team to be a little bit more aggressive at the trade deadline, give up some lower level prospects. I like our top guys. Um, but I think what's exciting with the Mets, at least go forward, they are trying to build a balanced team. Um, and Cohen could have, you know, just thrown money and slap the team together and hope for the best. But it also seems like they're the, the, the holes that we had, they were plugging with some of the free agent signing. And I think they're going to continue to do that. And I think that's going to be their attack. I think you need to get some more arms. We have to see what happens with DeGrom. Um, but I think there's something in plan in place for the Mets, at least going forward, where it seems like there's something where we're going to be using some of our prospects and build a team around kind of that and some of the stars they already have. Uh and I think the Yankees could do that too. They have some big prospects there too. And I, and, and I think they're trying to shy away from splashing big money, but again, it's weird for the Yankees to not really spend big money. I think they're obviously going to try to lock judge. They really need to do that. But you know, some of the decisions that you kind of see floating around, we hear all these stories coming out recently with Yankees free agency from years past on, you know, how they passed on Bryce Harper and, 
decided to go in this direction and they've passed here and decided mm. to trade for Josh Donaldson and decided to pass the here. Series. And yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, oh, they pass on Manny Machado because they didn't want to give him this, but then they decided to trade for Josh Donaldson that passed his prime and paid 20 million, whatever it was, right? So, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting offseason. I think we're going to see that and I'm excited to do a podcast about the offseason when we do updates. And, you know, I think it's very disappointing as it's obviously for both teams. Um, but I think there's stuff here. I, I, I'm not like nervous that like, and maybe as for you as an Yankee fan, you're nervous if like Judge leaves, what the hell this team's gonna be. Um, but I think there's stuff in place where the team, both teams, can be successful and be competitive. I think there's just some holes that they need to plug this offseason for both teams, especially the Yankees in terms of pitching um, and some of their fielding. Uh, because that's what really bit them this postseason. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. And again, we don't know. It's really early. Um, I mean, the Mets, mm-hmm. we don't know. Obviously, we haven't really heard much yet. Um, you know, we haven't really heard that they've been talking to Grom. Um, but with the Yankees, they just got exited. And we're not going to hear Cash from be like, yeah, I'm staying, or I'm going to do this <laughs> this offseason. We're not going to know that at least for a few weeks. So um, I- I'm not staying too down. Um, and I don't think you should either. It's disappointing. Um like I said, I was very disappointed with the Mets. You're disappointed right now with the Yankees. But, you know, I think things can turn around for them in the offseason. They just have to be smart. And I think there's a lot of talent in both our farm systems that they need to keep on building. Uh, you know, at least for a Mets fan, I'm always nervous, you know, with Brody. Like when we had Brody as our GM where he was just like firing off. Take our second best prospect for an old guy. And we're like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, so. Luckily, it seems historically that might have been okay for diaz yeah for i don't diaz, yeah think the, but, um yeah but yeah dude yeah what a, what a time yeah. just yeah. what a time yeah. and we have a long winter hopefully it goes quick but a long winter ahead offseason moves and hopefully it's uh we don't have a lockout to worry about but yep. both franchises uh need to take a hard look at the mirror mm-hmm. and just look ahead real quick a few words on the world series that features Two hated rivals, Yankees hated rival mm-hmm. in Houston. And now you have the Phillies with a cool story. You know, they replaced the manager. So we're going to have a solid couple of years. See, you replace the manager, what they can yeah. do. See, there you go. Perfect Phillies. example there. Yeah. And I can't believe Joe Girardi really is commenting on the MLB network. What else? That's so weird. That, yeah, that's, that's as whammy as it gets. Yeah. But Phillies routes. San Diego, kill them at home. Everything clicks. Must suck seeing Zach Wheeler and and Noah Syndergaard pitching in the World Series. Syndergaard again. JT Romuto, who so many people wanted, he's in the World mm-hmm. Series. Bryce Harper, I think, is on his way to being a top player. Again. Like he was always a top player for yeah. sure, but his star dwindled a little, and now it's it's clearly back. Mm-hmm. Reese Hoskins is looking good. Uh, bullpen was pretty solid, but um, Phillies and Astros that's a uh, it's like picking your poison. Literally, do you want to yeah. drink bleach or do you want to drink laundry detergent? Um, for anything in your uh level headed mind, Alex, who do you want to see win this World Series? I'm never gonna root for Philly in anything, <laughs> so I want the Astros. I mean, and I, I again, I like. Me and this is like me now as like older, where like back then we always would pick a team. But then when you're older, you're like, why the hell am I picking teams? We're just there to watch baseball. Like I'm here to, I'm not like Rudy is just like, I'm putting money on the Astros because I want them to win. It's like, 
we're, you know, like if I had to pick, obviously, like if I'm going to pick a series winner, I'm going to go the Astros. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm going to sit there and be like, Altuve hit a home run. Yay. Like I'm not going to be cheering for them. Um, but I can't root for Philly. It's the <laughs> same thing that happened when I had to pick the lesser of two evils for the Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Eagles. I'm like, I'm not yeah. picking either of these teams. I would just like to see the, the Patriots win. And you know what? That didn't happen. The Eagles won, uh, which was far worse for me. But I wasn't at root just in there. You know, I was just like, all right, if, if I, I don't want to see the Eagles succeed. And the same thing, I don't want to see Philly succeed because then it's rubbing on our face because then that's back-to-back and at least champions that, you know, or at least teams that win the World Series, and it wasn't the Mets. So, uh, you know. Yeah, that's ironic, huh? Yeah, it is ironic. Um, but, you know, so so I'm not screaming and yelling and saying that I'm going to, you know, want the Astros to win. I'm going to be rooting for them. I think the Astros are going to win the series. I think they'll win it in six. Um, but, you know, again, I keep on saying stranger things have happened in baseball. And the Philly is really hot. The Citizens was electric the other night. Um, you know, Bryce is that clutch of one. You know, everyone was freaking out. Um, so, you know, and 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 I know people have said, oh, Bryce, you know, Bryce is the player. He was. Bryce is still amazing. He's had like a early on hitting slump this year, and then he got hurt. And then he started, he started to hit middle of this year, and then he got hurt. And then he came back, and he was back to his MVP level, and then he just won NLCS MVP. So he's clearly raking and he's always been a great hitter and he's been a perennial MVP candidate in this league. And we all know how great he is. Um, he could have been a Yankee, but he wasn't, he's a Philly and now he's in the world series. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be exciting. Uh, I think the the front end pitching on both sides is both really, really good. So that's going to be fun to see those matchups at least, but just the way the Astros are playing right now, they're he- like, you know, above everyone, just the way they're playing every, every single time, timely hitting, they've been, you know, so good. Um, and, you know, they have so much, so much star power and they've been here before. Uh, they have the experience of being in the world series. So that's why I'm picking them, but that, that doesn't mean I'm rooting for them. Uh, you know, I'm just there to watch some good baseball and, and hope the world series is fun. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Um, my immature reason why I wouldn't want the Phillies to win because someone in my life was who used to be in my life was a big Phillies fan and mm. don't even get that satisfaction, but whatever. So I'll admit that's an immature reason not to have them win. Um, and then Astros being the Astros, and you know what just sucks? It's just Dusty Baker. I want to see him win a World Series. Yeah. And he's going to get it. Yeah. And finally, after over 40 plus years in baseball yeah. and you know, 25 years plus as a manager, always there, always kicking. This is his third World Series he will be a manager in. It'd be nice to see the, the great mm. story of being resilient and pushing through. So I guess deep down, I'll have to go with the Phillies because I don't want to pick the Astros to win. Mm. Give them a reason as painful as it is for me to see, to say that. Um, and I'll pick the Phillies in the game seven. I'll just let it go down to the wire. Just watch something entertaining. Yeah. And we'll go with that. And with the uh, with both teams hot at the right time, it is a good matchup of stellar baseball teams who can hit, who can hit in the clutch, who can pitch, who can field well. And, yeah, it's I'm going to have to go with the Phillies in seven on this one. So. <laughs> We'll take that, but Alex, congratulations once again Thank on you. your engagement. 
Thank you. The thank future you. is bright. Glad you don't have to plan a wedding in the COVID era either. Yeah. So nope. it can be nice and smooth. <laughs> I'll check back in with you as we review this World Series in the offseason ahead and hopefully have you on for some other shows as well, non-baseball and such. But until then, stay well, stay safe. And... Um, you know, better days ahead for the yeah. both of us in terms of our baseball teams. Yes, for sure. For sure. And that's going to be all right. Let's go Giants. That's go football Giants. Yep. That's all that matters now. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. I'll catch you later, buddy. Thank you for having me again. Thank you, Matt. Talk to you later. There you have it, folks. Alex Young, as we celebrate his engagement, reflect on the Yankees' utter defeat, talk about New York sports or New York baseball as a whole, and how baseball needs to make changes while hockey and football did, and it's only led to brighter futures. The baseball teams need to do, need to do the same. And, yeah, um, this pretty much puts a cap on the baseball season and baseball podcasts. I mean, we will reflect on the World Series and look ahead to the off season. We will do a podcast on that. But this is pretty much it covering baseball for this show in 2022. And it was a good run. And we only look forward to 2023. Pitchers and catchers early February. Or I should say mid-February. So we will definitely look ahead in a couple of weeks with our MLB wrap-up show. And we'll see what happens. It's going to be very, very interesting. And good luck to the to the Phillies and the Astros. And uh Go Phillies in this case. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out on the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod Combo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. Thank you, Dolo, for producing that content for us. We will be returning tomorrow, reflecting on week seven in the NFL. We look ahead to week eight with uh, our picks and uh, the handicapper and obviously celebrating New York football once again and uh, looking at the other games that ultimately on paper were very weak but very entertaining all in all. So we look ahead to week seven in the NFL tomorrow. And then after that, we would do our weekly NFL show and then back to normal programming where we interview people on various topics and uh, reflect on the life and make tell funny stories tell emotional stories and get real and bring out all the fun a podcast can bring so as i said this is pretty much it for baseball with the exception of one more show in uh, november wrapping up the season nfl every week a monthly nba show until the playoffs and uh, back to other programming as we are show focusing on sports, entertainment, news, and culture. And we will bring you some more great stuff as we look ahead to the final two months of 2022. Haven't you been one crazy year? So with all of this and all the fun ahead, I just want to tell you, the greatest fans listeners in the world, I love each and every single one of you. Thank you for your constant support and thank you for being amazing and very, very, very special to us. 
Don't forget to check out on your don't forget to check in on your friends and family. I will see you tomorrow and uh, make big moves, everybody. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Thank you to Alex Young for your insight on baseball. Thank you to Dolo Ren for producing your content and showing us off in the world of social media. And thank you for always turning in the greatest fans and listeners in the world. All right, see you tomorrow. Peace. All she needed was some.